Today on the show, I'm speaking with Scott Duffy, and he shares his experience in helping people take their idea or message that they want to share with the world and how to build that into a successful business. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is my friend Scott Duffy. How are you, Scott? I'm doing great. How are you, Natalie? I'm good. I'm like really interested in what you've got in the background there. I noticed that you have, not that we can see, but there's a photo of you and Richard Branson, who is like one of my favorite idols. There um, is. There is. Yeah. Right. From a company that we did together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, perfect. And and yeah, so you've got, we actually, you've got a really interesting story that we want, I want to get into, but um, the, the show we're going to talk about today is really how people can take an idea, like a a message or a, um, an idea that they have for a business and how to actually make that happen. Um, but you've had a very interesting um, career and background. So why don't we start with that first, then we can get into the information from there. Okay. Well, you know, I, I started my career in the training business, working with Tony Robbins and promoting Jim Rohn and, and some other leaders in the space. And eventually I fell in love with technology. I think I got bit by the technology bug yeah. and was kind of an early adopter and got into the consumer internet thing. Um, you know, in the, in the late yeah, 1994, 1995, and was fortunate enough to be a part of launch teams for these really small businesses that became big brands like CBS Sportsline and NBC Internet, FoxSports.com. And then it was my last business um, that was an online booking tool for private jets that I called Smart Charter that we ended up selling to Richard Branson's Virgin Group and rebranding as a Virgin business. Nice. So I, I had... This, this really kind of awesome, fortunate experience being around incredible entrepreneurs from a very early stage and watching them as they took their big idea to market. Right. So, um, I mean, obviously working with Tony Robbins for, for a while, something must have rubbed off on you, yes. you know, and that, that you've applied to business. So how do you apply what you learned from Tony to the businesses that you get involved with? Well, I think that, you know, if there's anything that was common between what I learned from Tony and a guy like Richard or any of these other top entrepreneurs, it's this incredible sense of possibility. It's it's taking a look, and it doesn't matter how big the idea is or how big the problem is that you're trying to solve, you know, having that in mind and then chunking it down, working backwards, just small bite-sized pieces, and then executing from there. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that, that makes both of them so awesome, or a guy like Tony so unique, is his ability, no matter how big the task, no matter how big the idea, to make it seem simple. Again, because he breaks into these small bite-sized pieces. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I I actually got the pleasure of meeting Richard Branson earlier this year as well. And you know what I like about him too, and I'm, I'm sure Tony is the same. The way that they talk about money, the way that they you know act about money, is just completely yeah. different. You know, yeah. um, I know Richard's got like he's got hundreds of businesses, and he's like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, he's like, you know, um, and he his big thing is that he surrounds himself with a team. So, you know, what what are some of the insights that you've got from from either Richard or Tony that you apply to your business? Well, there was there was one night I'll never forget. Um, there was a uh, it was a Virgin CEO conference, um, and it was being held at at Richard's uh, home in Necker Island. And uh, on the first night, he actually bought the island right next door called Mosquito. Because I guess if you're going to buy one island, you might as well yeah. buy the one next door, right? <laughs> and and at that, that first or the second night, I remember all of us got in these small boats. And we, we kind of we went out you know, on these boats to the, the island next door. And, and the island was completely deserted. 
And it was almost, you know, it was like total surreal moment. Black sky, deserted island. We pull around this one edge of the island, and there's this little strip of beach with tiki torches and barbecues and this big, like, meal that was being made. And and I remember getting getting off the boat, grabbing my food. I sat down next to Richard. There's a group of people in a circle, and they were talking about buying something. And they were all real passionate. I asked, what is it that you want to buy? And the answer was this, the rainforest. And I'm like, the rainforest, which one? And he said, well, the Amazon. Because I guess if you're going to buy a, a rainforest, you might as well buy the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I thought when I first heard that idea, that must be impossible, right? But what I've learned about being around someone like Richard is this sense of, you know, there's, you know, it's this unlimited sense of possibility. Mm-hmm. If you put the right people around you, Right. And you go around about the idea in the right way. You can accomplish anything. And what happened was after me probably being the one to say that doesn't sound like it's possible. He basically backed out of the problem. He said, look, he said, if you were going to buy a rainforest, how would you do it? He said, first of all, would you buy it or would you just lease it? And I thought, wow, that's a huge shift in thinking. And he said, let's say you're able to lease it. Who do we know? Do we know enough people that we could bring together and started to go through a list of people that would contribute to this cause? All of a sudden, we were crowdsourcing buying the rainforest, right? And the reason the purpose was there, the purpose was awesome, to preserve the forest and all the animals that were getting, you know, slash and burn and stuff like that. The bottom line is this. In less than five minutes, buying the rainforest seemed easier than eating a bowl of soup. And so, again, it doesn't matter how big it is, just going at it with an unlimited sense of possibility and breaking it down into digestible chunks. And that's how they go about it. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not afraid to fail. He's not yeah. afraid. If things don't work out, he's like, okay, next. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's amazing like that. Okay. So we have a lot of people in our community that, um, have an awesome idea, that have a great message they want to share or something like that. So, where, where do they begin? Where do they even start with some, with, you know, with trying to get an idea like that off the ground and sharing it with the world? Yeah, well, I think that the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs must make when they, they try and launch their big idea mm. is they try and focus on too many things at one time. Yeah. And, 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 and the way I call it hammers and nails syndrome. So here, here's how it works. If I give you one hammer and one nail, and your job was simple. All you had to do was take that hammer and drive that one nail into a piece of wood, like really nail that idea. That one business. The odds are you might miss the first time or the second time, but I would bet that eventually you nail it. Mm-hmm. You nail that one idea, right? Let's say you did two hammers and two nails. You already have a problem because it's like, who's going to hold the nails? Mm-hmm. And you'll probably miss the first time and the second time. In fact, most people will never get it right. They'll never nail it, right? But let's say they do. I give you three hammers, three nails. You get the point. What I say to entrepreneurs is this. Focus on one thing at a time. And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing, maybe the smallest, the simplest thing. I call it the minimum viable product. Focus on nailing that one thing first, and then once you nail that, move on to the next. Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. If you can get one thing, I mean, we all get, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, how we get, you know, shiny object syndrome, where you're going, oh, that looks great, oh, that looks great. And then next thing you know, you've got all these things going on, and you don't have enough hands, you don't have a big enough team, you don't... You're not getting anywhere. It's like you're spinning your wheels because there's too That's much right. going on and you're not laser-focused on one thing. Yeah, That's no, right. I love that. So, um, okay, so let's say that, uh, you know, if people want to get a business idea off the ground, what is what is step one? Well, step one is just to get started. It's just to take some movement. It's not to overthink it. Right. You know, I, I always, you know, tell people 
that I, I believe that you should be able to take any idea, it doesn't matter how big it is, and get it into the market in 90 days or less. And people are like, how is that possible? I need more time. No, you don't. More time means more complexity, overthinking it, more money, more all that kind of stuff. You know, if you want to start a sandwich shop, start making your sandwiches and take them out, pass them out to friends and see what people like, what they don't like, and they'll learn. So, you know, I always say, just take that first step, take one action, because no matter how slow it seems that you're moving, you're always lapping the guy on the couch. Yeah. Right. right? So just take that <laughs> one first step. Cool. Now, I know you've got a book coming. It's not till early next year, but um, so what's the name of the book and, and what are you writing about? Sure. The book is called Launch, mm -hmm. um, and it's all about how to take your big idea, no matter what it is, and take it to market. And we do it in 90 days or less. And here's the thing. Your big idea, it doesn't need to be about creating the next Google or the next Apple or anything like that. It's about taking something that you're really passionate about, you know, something that keeps you up at night, mm -hmm. something that really drives you. It's what you think about when you wake up in the morning, and really taking that and breaking it down into simple steps so that you can not only get it to market, but be successful. And that's what this book is about. Yeah, that's so awesome. You know, I, more and more people that I know of are actually speaking about, you know, what I feel passionate about, what I want to do. It's actually at a, a seminar on the weekend. And this young girl, her um, her uh, organization is um, uh, putyourbestfootforward.org. And yeah. she actually runs, her name's Anne, and she runs, uh, I forget what her last name is, but she um, set, set up running clubs for homeless, at homeless shelters. Wow. And uh, read, and she did this when she was 26 years old. Yeah. 26. Yeah. She was an amazing human being, like incredible. Um, and so that you know, these running clubs are all over America right now, and she's doing this incredible work. And uh, it was the same thing. She said, because uh, someone said, look, you know, if we want to do, you know, this amazing project, you know, what do you what do you recommend? She goes, well, just start doing it. Just That's right. Don't worry about, don't get to the end point and go, well, I need to set up this, you know, dot org and I need to get this, you know, um, non-profit thing set up. She goes, if you get caught up in all of that, you'll never start the first step, which is starting the running club or feeding the homeless or whatever it is that you want to do. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I, I got to tell you a story. This is so, so funny. This past weekend, um, I was up in up in my neighborhood at a, at a birthday party, and an ice cream truck came, this big pink, really cool like ice cream truck, and I'd never seen anything like it. And the person who pulled up was like 16, 17 years old driving this, this ice cream truck. And so I started talking to her and asking her about the truck and stuff. Like It turns out it was her business. Right. And she said that when she was growing up, everybody wanted a car and a license when they turned 16 here in, 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 in the area. And she said, all I wanted was an ice cream truck. So while they were all saving up and trying to get their parents to help them out, she said, I was saving up to sell ice cream. And she said, I didn't keep, I didn't make it silly, whatever. It's, it was all about buying the truck. And she found one. And she found it on eBay, of all places. She got her friends and family together. They bought this truck together. She went and she had it painted pink, this like hot pink color, and she's doing great. Yeah. And the funny thing is, she's one of the youngest people in all of Orange County on her way to becoming a millionaire from that one business. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter what the idea. Um, we ha we're in such an abundant market and such an abundant universe that um, there is always a market for that. So, so what is the number one mistake that you think most people make when they when they they want they want to start their business? What's the the biggest mistake people make? Well, I think it's two things. I think it's the first is what I talked about earlier, focusing on too many things at one time. Yeah. And and so they either divide their focus up into so many places that it just nothing ever gets done, mm -hmm. right? Or nothing gets done well. The second thing is 
they try and sell whatever it is that they have or they want to take to market to everybody. And, you know, I really believe in something that I've learned from you is the value in looking at niches and riches and niches. So what I always tell people is identify that one customer, that one person that you want to serve and build their avatar and get as clear as you can what that person looks like, you know, what they do every day, the communities that they hang out in, what their language is, what they care about, and focus on selling one thing to that one person. And the odds are today that that market for that one person is so big that by having that clarity, you can not only penetrate the market faster, but you can grow faster with less money and with less risk by focusing on that one person at a time. Yeah, awesome, perfect. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been awesome having you. Um, so do if people want to find out more about you or connect with you and the work that you do, where can we send them? ScottDuffy.com. So S-C-O-T-T-D-U-F-F-Y.com. Awesome. And if you guys, if you click on the banner to the side, you go straight through to uh, Scott's website from there. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, Scott. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Awesome. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. Um, If you haven't done so already, make sure that you download the app because you don't have to be in front of your computer anymore to watch the shows. And make sure that you put your email in the box above there because I'd love to send you the Manifesting in the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.